When looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Well, excuse me! Looking for good ideas for life? You're far from good hands. Hey, bud, what's your problem? If you think the listener is always right, you're far from the right place. Out of order! Even in the future, nothing works! Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, but a rebel by choice. Are you threatening me? If you want a host that floats between love and madness, and we know the night is always gonna be here anyway. Thinking of you's working up my appetite, looking forward to a little afternoon delight. Then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. All right, guys, uh, listen to the blues riff and B. Watch me for the changes and try and keep up, okay? Warning, creators of this game do understand the subject matter may be offensive to some, but they do honor the families and people that have been affected by these real-life tragedies that these individuals have caused. Wanna play a game? Oh yeah! Lover of true crime? Yes, yes, yes. Well, we got an interesting game for you to check out. Wow. With the mashup of influences such as horror movies, collecting cards, and RPGs. What? Led to giving birth to an incredible creation of this game. Killers, the card game. You are all my children now. This game is a collectible trading card game featuring some of the most infamous killers with tidbits of trivia on the back of each card to help you learn some insight to each criminal. Who the hell are you? Let's not forget, during the game, cops will be chasing you and these criminals. I'm a cop, you idiot! However, check out their website listed through all social media today, which can be found under Killers, the card game. Am I on the internet? I want to play a game. Hey, this is April Hunter, and you are listening to Crazy Train Radio. Hey folks, it's your least favorite host in the podcast world, Croc. Jonathan Steele. Boy, do we have a good one for you today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, obviously you should try to do good all year round, but it happens to be the holiday season where folks tend to try to do some good, more so this time of year, but like I said, try to do it year-round if we can. 
but our next guest is the president and founder of an organization called Doors of Change. Sometimes people may know of Photo Charity. However, for the past 20 years or so, he has been leading an amazing group of committed volunteers to help the homeless youth get off the streets of San Diego and currently over 13 different states. This guest, Jeffrey Sitkoff. Jeffrey, how are you doing, sir? Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. And appreciate the rescheduling, which was great. But doors of change. Obvious question is, and this is a softball, obviously, like I said, what can you tell me about the organization? Doors of Change, Jonathan, has been around for 21 years now. And our goal is to get homeless youth off the streets. Uh, There's three and a half million youth that are homeless in America today. There's a lot in San Diego because of our weather. And uh, we've been basically building trust very quickly with these youth. Once they trust you, they want to get help most of them because, you know, they don't trust anybody. Right on. And I'm going to use abbreviation. It's T-A-Y, which is for, well, you know, I'll let you explain what, how do you just, Define yes. TIY before I mention a stat yes. that I was going to mention. Transitional age youth is, is we call them Tay youth. Tay youth is the most underserved, Jonathan, of the whole uh, homeless population. Because once they get close to 18, we work from 17 to 25. Ah, they don't need it. They can help themselves. The problem is that these kids have not been told by their parents how to really you know live life and how to succeed in life because their parents are dysfunctional. They're drug addicts, alcoholics. Um, mentally ill, or about 40% nationally of the youth we work with are LGBTQ+. And once they tell them that they're gay, they kick them out of the streets. So these kids don't know, you know, don't know anything on how to survive, really. Uh, they haven't been told how to really succeed. And, um, you know, the transitional age youth, the greatest thing that we decided to do 11 years ago is to go from younger kids that we were working with, because there was no one helping these takers. You know, we saw so many transitional age youth that no one was helping, no funding for them. The problem is, is that, you know, uh, people say, yeah, you're old enough, you don't need the help. But we found is that that age group specifically can break the cycle of homelessness more than any other age group because they haven't been on the streets that long. They're not mentally ill as bad. They're not they, they're not so addicted to drugs or alcohol, you know, 17 or whatever. Uh, so we have found a tremendous success with these youth once they trust you. Now, when you say breaking the cycle there, and some of the spots near me can be, I'm over on the East Coast, and we have places like Newark, New Jersey, Camden, Philadelphia, New York City, you know, that have, I guess, high statistics of homelessness and all that fun stuff and we can break it down even more but i don't have those numbers in front of me but like you said it's like 90 percent that come from dysfunctional homes 40 percent of the lgbtq community and such but when you say breaking the cycle Mm -hmm. do you notice it in terms of uh being generational Or what is this cycle that you have seen and try to break? Well, once you get on the streets, it's survival. Mm -hmm. And so these kids and adults, you know, it's survival mode. Um, Most people, 
you know, think about when you think homelessness, they think about the vets that are homeless, the families that are homeless, the elderly that are homeless, you know, the adults. Rarely do people think about the youth. And that's the most underserved because people have no clue. And that's why I appreciate you letting me come on, because if we can educate, you know, your your listeners about the homeless youth issue, most people say, I had no idea there's three and a half million youth that are on the streets. And so there is a cycle, you know, once they get on there, it's it's a, it's a survival cycle. But with that comes drugs, comes alcohol, you know, and because they want to mask their pain. And so they keep taking more and more drugs to mask their pain. And that's why we say that if we can get these youth before they're cemented in the, you know, in the ground, and we can actually show them that there is a way they can get out, give them hope, and they're going to have to work hard. Anybody has to work hard to get off the streets and to succeed in life. But we've got many youth over the years that have been extremely successful because they've worked hard. And, um, you know, we've given a little hand up and they've done the rest. Exactly. And I will put a link to the website and such when we release this so you can read all about Doors of Change. But you mentioned right off the get go about lack of trust of this age group specifically. And the one thing I noticed with you guys is earning in terms of earning that trust, you use music education. So what made you go that direction when setting things up? That's a, that's a great question. Um, I love music and I brought blues, a blues group into the shelter one night, 21 years ago, just to give them one night of music. And the kids went crazy. They were dancing. They were having fun. They had smiles on their face. I said, you know something? These youth love music. The next day I started the music and art program. It's been going 21 years now. I can't say that. It's been going 18 years. It was going great up until COVID. And then we had to close it during COVID. And then what happened is that as a result of COVID, these youth now were spreading out. They were not like congregating together, which they did for years. We could see them when we walked down the street. You could see many homeless youth kind of hanging out together. You don't see that anymore. And so it became a whole different deal. Not only could we not do our award-winning program, we saw 8,200 youth in that program. And it created trust tremendously. But since we don't have that now, we still have to create trust so we can get these kids off the streets. And so we kind of pivoted and said, you know, think out of the hat. You know, think out of the box. You've got to be able to say, listen, how else can you get to your end result if you can't do this? And so what we started doing is we doubled the amount of outreach that we actually go on the streets from two days a week to four days a week. And since we're not actually seeing a lot of these kids, they're there, but they're they're hidden. And so we started putting posters everywhere, kind of bright posters. So it kind of attracts them and it shows all the resources that we can get for them. We started having many, many, many youth calling us. And over the last three years, Jonathan, we've gone from, uh, we actually doubled the amount of youth in housing every year for three years because of this technique. Even though we didn't have their music in our program, which has been phenomenal for us, we had to do it differently to get results. And so we went from 83 youth, we we, we actually uh, got housing for in 2020. Last year was 161 youth. We doubled. This year, we've never done this before. We're over 300, 313 youth right now in 2022. So we've doubled every year. 
based on the posters. And then they call our case managers and they start connecting in the phone with our case managers. And they say, okay, I'll meet with you. And because our case managers are so phenomenal, you know, we have two full-time, Nicole McDonald and then Maya. And so they really realized, you know, these young kids, if you're BSing them, they'll see right through you. But if you are being authentic, which our case managers and our program director, Joanne Newgard, do, they say, hey, you know something? If you say this is good, I'm going to try this. Like mental health. We suggest mental health referrals because a lot of these kids have mental health issues because of all the trauma they've been through, plus the pandemic on top of it. We had a a 40% increase in mental health referrals last year. So our tremendous case managers and our program director has allowed us to double the amount of kids we place into housing now, even without our music program. So it's been phenomenal. Well, the big question for all of this comes to financing. Yes. And obviously, I would assume, and if I'm wrong, tell me so, please, that when you say referrals, you were referencing both county and state assistance, correct, in the different programs? Yes. Each state has, because like I said, you're involved in 13 different states right now, so... Well, the 13 different states came out of COVID. We've never had that before. And now since COVID is getting less, thank God, the the shelters now are reopening. Things are, you know, happening. So we're not getting as many calls from people that needed help so much in different states. So we still get them. It's not as often. We're really focusing on San Diego itself. There's a lot to do here. But um, it really is, um, you know, it's about building trust and about giving them the resources that they can help themselves. And, um, you know, and even if they're not ready for housing right now, it's okay. They keep staying around us. We keep getting resources. And eventually they're going to say, I'm ready enough for housing, you know. And so it's really being open-minded, which we are. We don't prejudge kids. We um, we just give them love, you know, and just say, listen, this we're here to help you whenever you want to be helped. And so, um, you know, we can't push anybody because if you do, they'll never come back. Yeah. And so that's how we're seeing the numbers that we're seeing. But my big question I was thinking of, obviously, the I referenced the state and city assistance and stuff for your reference yeah. or referrals. But where would you say a big part of your financing would come from? Is it donors? Is it the celebrity donors that... Yes. Embrace you guys, folks like Elton John, Billy Joel, the Stones, Springsteen, comedians like Billy Crystals, Steve Martin, the late Robin Williams, and countless others have supported your program over the years. But yes. is it private donors? Is it the celebrity outreach? Where, what is uh, most important for uh, Doors to Change? Sure. Well, again, this is a great question. You have to be wide as far as your scope of where you get funds because – you know, right now it's difficult for people because of COVID and, and being off of work and stuff like that and, and all the inflation and all this stuff. So, you know, we try and say, listen, um, one of the ways we do it is we do grant writing. So we've been successful doing grant writing. We have a concert once a year because music has always been important to our organization. And so we have big concerts. We, we saw um, last year, we saw Three Dog Night. You know, we had 1,100 people. Uh, the year before that, we had had Los Lobos. 
you know, which is a great band that people love. You know, we honored B.B. King at, at, at San Agostino Open Air Theater because B.B., of all the people you mentioned, probably helped us the most because he was with us every couple times a year he would help me and sign stuff for us. Billy Joel, though, was the first one. I thank God for Billy Joel because Billy trusted me, started signing some, you know, keyboards. And then within six months, Elton John and him were touring. He told them what he did. And Elton said, I'd be open to that. And they had Elton and Billy Joel on in the first six months of a nonprofit that I didn't know what I was doing. I just wanted to help people, you know, help these youth. It really helped the stability of people saying, this has got integrity to this organization. They can be trusted because it's hard to trust where you give your money to. So mm-hmm. to answer your question, we do concerts, we do we do um, grants, but, uh, you know, at least half the money comes from just people saying, I had no idea. Can I, I want to help. And so we actually um, trademarked the name Angel Team from the California Angels. Uh, and so we have an angel team that we actually have trademarked because they had to do it only with homelessness. They gave it to us. We're the only one they ever let through and our attorney couldn't believe it, but they did. And, um, you know, so for $11 a month, let's say, people say, you know, I don't have a lot of money. I can afford $11 a month. And so for $11 a month, $132 a year, they can be on our angel team. Right? And if they can do $18 a month, $50 a month, whatever they can do is wonderful. But having several people, you know, monthly make donations, it helps a lot because we just hired a new $50,000 case manager. That's a lot of money. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we had to do it because we we're so busy. It's a, it's a great problem that we actually uh, need to help more and more youth. And so we do that, but we need finances to do that. We're a grassroots organization. We only have five full-time employees. So it's a very small, and we, you know, what you see is what you get, but we do a lot with, with a, a little, but we definitely need funds. And if people are touched and they say, you know something, I want to help go to doorsofchange.org. Doors is plural, doorsofchange.org. You can make any donation of any amount. But listen, we appreciate it because we're getting results with these kids. We just want to help more and more of them. Because, you know, for society, if we can get these youth off the streets, it's a less of a burden for society. You know, they're they're productive members of society versus being stuck on the streets. They go into the emergency room and it's a couple thousand dollar bill. You know, all these things that happen as a result of being homeless, they're productive citizens. And uh, can I share one of the success stories? Feel free. So, because I think it's important that people, you know, see, you know, what the success stories are. And the one that I go to first always is is Justine. Um, when I met Justine, she was 16 years old. She was suicidal, tried to kill herself twice. The reason she was homeless, her mom at 12 years old, her boyfriend used to actually take her clothes off. And she said, I got to leave. He would drag her by her hair torture her basically and starting taking her clothes off. And at 12 years old, she said, I got to leave. And so she shaved her head, joined a gang. It was safe for her to be in a gang than with her mother's house, which is pretty sick. And so uh, she uh, wouldn't even look at me for two months. And finally, after two months, she looked at me in the aisle. I'll never forget this 20 years ago. And she said, I want to learn how to play music. And that was the beginning of it. Then she said to me about three weeks later, can I go into your expressive arts program? And she loved the art. She learned how to make jewelry. And this is her when she started learning how to make jewelry. And she um, that, that that was the beginning. And so she's a hard worker. She saved, you know, worked, started going to night school, then day school for community college. And um, 
she is, I'm so excited to tell you this. Let me just get this and show you this. She just finished her law school, all the courses for law school. She's done. Mazel tov. Yes, she's done. And she just has one more semester of learning her bar, but she's done. And Good. so to see her where she came from and to see where she is now, we have an opportunity as a society to help more youth like this, you know, give them an opportunity to, 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 to do well in life with hard work. And so if you're touched by this, I, I would really appreciate it because, again, uh, I'm for the first 10 years, I made zero. Last 10 years, I made 30000 a year, which is not a lot of money because I'd rather have the money go to feed these kids, you know, get the resource we need for these kids. The most important thing is that we can get more youth off the streets and let them be role models for the other youth because they don't they don't believe they can do it. Well, I guess my final question for you, sir, is what is next? We are on the week of Hanukkah. Next week's Christmas, then the following week is New Year's. So what is planned for 2023? And do we have stuff in the works looking in the new year? Yes. Um, number one, thank God that we're growing, doubling every year. So we're going to continue to do what we're doing because it's working. We just have to hire more people to pay on the load. And that's a great problem. Uh, we also have to find a headliner for our concert. Uh, we have found a venue in town in San Diego that's 2,600. That's a big venue. Uh, and um, we're looking and actively speaking right now to headliners that can fill 2,500 people and uh, that we can, you know, help get more kids off the streets. And, um, you know, we always get memorabilia signed by so many wonderful people that trust us now, that believe in what we're doing. And, and um, we, we appreciate, you know, but to me, it's the, it's the people. Anybody that's listening to this is an opportunity to say, listen, I, I didn't know who to trust, but with a 21 year old track record that we have, it's kind of hard not to trust us because we've been around that long and we have so many, we've actually helped. I'm very, very touched by this. We've now placed over 2,500 homeless youth and long-term safe housing. We've actually helped 15,000 youth get resources that they need. And so, you know, that's a track record that we're very proud of. And, and As we you really should be. appreciate it. As you should be. Yeah. Well, I'm going to put, like I said, links to the website and all that fun stuff on this for all outlets. Great. But Jeffrey... Happy holidays, and thank you so much for what you're doing. I appreciate it very much. And again, thank you for letting me on the show. Doorsofchange.org of any amount, any donation that you can make would be appreciated so we can get more kids. You know, in 2023, let them have hope that they can have a better future with their life, with hard work. Thank you so much. Hey there, Friday fans. We know how much you enjoy the movies. Enjoy grabbing your Friday merchandise and interacting with the Friday family, whether it be at conventions, 
we're doing our particular watch-alongs. Well, when you're looking to get yourself masks, why not check out our friends over at Camp Blood Customs out of New York State and order your specific custom mask from any of the films. All orders are made specifically. Your needs and wants are. Make sure you find Camp Blood Customs on Facebook, Instagram, and all over social media and order yours today. Hi, this is Anthony DeLongis, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio.